Hi, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Not much. How are you? That's great. I don't know. <laughs> I'm we out. We went to I... the gym this morning. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> you have a much more impressive range than yeah. I. Yeah, uh, without true. going falsetto, which I sound ridiculous. Uh, I, uh, I'm staring at my... Ooh, i got to turn my screen brightness down. I'm currently... Uh, coming coming down from a dilation high. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I went to the eye doctor. Well, look at those eyes. Mm. Look at those. Oh, my God. They are dilated. You can't see my eye. I, I can. Are I can serious? see them right now. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me selfie on my phone. I haven't looked at myself. I did selfie a picture of my awesome shades underneath my glasses. Yeah, they look pretty freaking dilated. Whoa, actually. my goodness. <laughs> Looks like you are the eye of Sauron or something he, right he, now. He scared me a bit. Uh, he like started looking at my eye after he put the drops in. and He's like, oh my god. Yeah, he was, he was like, oh my god. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? He's like, you're fully dilated. I was like, yeah? He's like, it's only been five minutes. It's like, is that some sort of indication of something I should be worried about? Yeah, you're gonna die <laughs> right you're now. Going, you're gonna leave your blind forever. <laughs> uh, he said it was a sign of young healthy eyes still he said the older you get the longer it takes to dilate i was like okay sure uh-huh yeah <laughs> right so I have the worst your eyes, eyes are fact, going to be I, permanently dilated <laughs> i did leave with an appointment for a uh, follow-up vision field test in two weeks where they need to um i'm uh what do you call it glaucoma suspect um, Ooh. yeah and i have an enlarged optic nerve that they take pictures of every time i come he said Whoa. the optic nerve can be a precursor to glaucoma or something like that, and which can lead to blindness, and I'm going to die. My mom has glaucoma, so I, I, I am high risk, but he said the optic nerve enlargement I was probably born with. It's probably always been that way, uh, but they have to take pictures of it, and then I need to do a visual field test. I've done this before, and I remember on whatever plan, um, this was one of my first experiences. I think I was like 23, 24. Maybe we were even living together. It was my eye doctor in uh, Old Town. Mm-hmm. One of my oh, first yeah. experiences with like how freaking messed up our healthcare system is this is before i was on kaiser i go in there they're like yeah you should get this visual field test i was like okay cool uh i do it maybe it took about 15 minutes the process is like you stare at a white box and they blink lasers everywhere and you have to like confirm or deny if you saw it or not and then it maps like blind spots in your vision leave there they're like okay great um your your visit cost today is five hundred (laughs) dollars it's like oh what wait what (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) what do you mean five hundred dollars and I'll be curious to see if Kaiser, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it costs. Kaiser's a, a very different kind of operating company than most kind of yeah. freelance doctors or whatever you call them, HMO. I, I don't know. Whatever. So it'll be interesting. Either way, I'm going to pay it even if it is another four or $500 because it's something, right. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm losing my vision, but eventually uh, I'm sure I will have worse vision than most people in my 40s yeah you're already almost legally blind right now isn't that right i think i am legally blind yeah without my but it can be corrected to uh perfectly well you know 2020 he said that he gets people in there with vision still twice as bad as what i have i'm like a negative 9.5 he's like yeah we see people with negative 20 i'm like holy crap did you say negative 9.5 that's yeah that's my contact my God, <laughs> your whole world must be just pure bokeh. <laughs> it is. I've talked about this on the uh, talked. I've talked about You've this talked on, about, on the podcast. We've talked about this before, how <laughs> you go running uh, and I you not? take off yes. your glasses. Yes, exactly. I, I wear my glasses. I go for a walk. I used to do that when it's really nice out and the weather's warmer. Uh, before a wedding, the morning of, I will take off my glasses and look at the world through pure bokeh for about 15, 20 minutes as I walk. And I feel like it just gives me a sense of 
appreciation for how things can look through an actual camera lens, you know, where the bokeh mm-hmm. is super exaggerated, uh, depending on your focal length and aperture and all that, of course, but it's just nice. And uh, it sort of like gets your imagination going. And I mean, think- and I used to just sorry to hold that. No, thought. I, I used to, uh, before live view was a thing, like I went, I'm I'm the old school version of Live View. I used to slide one contact out and try and pre-visualize bokeh in my compositions uh, oh before my I could use the Live View bokeh, you know, on the back of the camera. Dead, <laughs> dead serious. Uh, at the time, before my when I was more closer, like Doesn't a seven, negative me. seven, negative eight, maybe the bokeh really did align well it, with size to my fifty millimeter f. Uh, 1.4 oh, cool. my 58 114 in the nikon world and it worked sort of uh again it was mostly sort of an imagination boost injector not necessarily right. this is exactly what it's going to look like i have the idea it was just kind of like right. breadcrumbs in a direction and it, it was awesome do you think that uh, the enlarged optic nerve. optic nerve has anything to do with um being a better photographer Yes or no? <laughs> no, it's only one eye. Actually, it's my right eye, my dominant eye. So perhaps I, oh. I think it's more of like a Ten- strain. Not, it's not like I have supervision or some ability to see things at more depth or anything. I think it's strain, and it just makes me high risk for retina detachment. <laughs> Every time I'm there, my- he's like, "You need to let me know if you ever see a flush, a flurry of floaters, or like flashing lights. You call and you get in here same day." I'm like, "God, what if I'm in like traveling?" <laughs> What do I do? Uh, then you're screwed. Yeah, that's what I'm, I keep envisioning this like occurring as I'm as a plane is taking off on like a 12 hour flight somewhere, and by the and time like, I get oh off my god, the plane, my retina's detached. Yeah, by the time I'm off a plane, I'm blind. Like, <laughs> oh. I meant to ask him. I forgot if there's anything I should avoid. I, I know that a, a good hit to the head, I think, can d- detach your retina, even in healthy oh, people. Really? But I am curious if there's any like thing that I should never do you know, like a particular roller coaster ride or something right, right. that that makes it higher risk for detachment. I'm curious. I don't know. Do you, I mean, you have corrected vision. Do you have yeah, these I'm conversations? A, a minus, minus 1.75. Okay. So I, okay. I don't like, I don't wear glasses when I am at a computer uh, or reading or anything like that. I, and I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that the reason that I have, bad vision is because i played way too many video games when i was like between the ages of eight and 12 interesting definitely destroyed my vision that way but i i resolve to as as long as possible not use glasses when i'm like using a computer which is another reason why i don't really wear contacts Hmm. sometimes i'll wear contacts on a wedding day but only when I'm sure that I'm not really going to be using a computer that day because I don't want to like mess up my vision. Whenever I would take out my contacts, I would be like, "Oh my god, I'm blind!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> huh? Interesting. Okay. Um. So yeah, but it's not not super bad vision, dude. I had a friend in um, high school, this guy Bobby, who had uncorrected. Like he had, he he had no he didn't have glasses. He had twenty twelve vision or something like that we'd get in the lunchroom and like all the way across the room where nobody could, could read anything. He'd be like, Oh, we're having pizza today. Yeah. I have a friend like that too. Like Eagle vision. What? Yeah. It's like, wait, that's, it's like sharper than sharp. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So cool. Actually, my mom had surgery to do something with her. I can't quite recall. And her vision was corrected basically. Um, and she had 2015 
eyesight. Whoa. After basically having vision as poor as mine, she didn't wow. get, it wasn't um, surgery to have corrected eyesight. It was surgery to remove something, I guess. I don't know exactly what, but one of the consequences, <laughs> one of the side effects of the surgery was perfect vision corrected. <laughs> I was like, wait, uh, okay. what? Can I get that? It's funny though. When you look at her, she's got like these uh, almost like cat eyes now. Like when you look in her pupils, they, it like reflects oh. back almost like a red eye effect. It's a little weird. Whoa, like Blade Runner? Oh my God, yeah. she's an android. Yeah. <laughs> You're an android. <laughs> she's an android. I can't Are you adopted? Be honest. <laughs> no, not that I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been a, a fun day of that. And uh, I guess maybe we should segue. There were a ton of things I wanted to talk about. I, but No, go I, ahead. I, what I do have, you got? I have typical same fashion. As we were preparing for this podcast, I, they were hitting my brain, and now they are gone. The only thing I'll mention is that we're going to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and uh, to kind of yeah. facilitate things that I uh, – obviously, I didn't sit down and take notes. Um, you and I saw it. Uh, this was each of our second time viewing, first time seeing yes. it together two nights ago. And yes. it's, it's a lot. And so I want to – It's know, a lot. I'm not going to sit there and take notes, neither are you, during the actual film. Uh, we had excellent seats, amazing theater. We saw amazing seats, Cinemark, amazing theater, Cinemark XD, floor to ceiling, reclining chair, amazing sound theater. Uh, however, I am going to download a cammed. Somebody sat there with a camcorder version of the movie, so I can kind of like we can maybe it's have some structure illegal. in terms of the timeline. <laughs> yeah, illegal. Here's the thing: if anybody is interested, there is. Uh, I discovered it in college, maybe twelve years ago. It's this thing's called uh, Usenet. Sort of like the internet before the internet. Yeah. These user groups yep, that uh, used to always be a great resource. That's beautiful, Nathan. Uh, great resource for downloading things <laughs> illegally. Still exists today. However, I use now a proxy service called FERC.net. F-U-R-K.net. I, I hardly, use FERC. I hardly download anything Everything I download, I eventually buy. And sure. I don't. I don't. No, honestly, I do. Sure. And I and yeah. I never download. No, no. Yeah actual tools that i use anymore however in college i did all the time like audio plugins. oh my god yeah i remember was, you would bad. just be like crushing through yeah. I just ridiculously ten thousand dollars of software <laughs> i'm like how did you get every waves plugin yeah <laughs> it was great so uh FERC.net acts as a, a proxy essentially between like the FERC front end and all these usenet groups or any BitTorrent in general and what's cool about it is that if you down upload your own torrent file like say you downloaded a torrent and you don't want to have the torrent client running like uTorrent or something like that right. you can upload the torrent file to FERC and it will then download on their servers using Whoa. their BitTorrent stuff and then let you just give you a simple download zip file and if anybody has requested <laughs> or downloaded something before it will almost certainly always be cached oh, be and ready. So mm. really popular stuff like Star Wars. Uh, I can just go to FERC, type it in, and then start downloading the, the file. It's about 30 seconds done right now. So uh, I highly recommend if you're the type of person that um, uh, has maybe mixed morals That's, uh, about that kind of stuff, uh, FERC.net. You do have to pay uh, a bit. to You, you pay basically uh, for the amount of stuff stuff you download so you, you buy like oh. 50 gigabytes or whatever and that'll stay in your account until you've downloaded that much oh that's cool so FERC.net is fantastic usenet is still very much alive and uh, the crack crack and wares scene is uh is a thing it's great oh so, man that's awesome <laughs> it's gotta be gotta Dude, watch for those I, viruses you gotta watch for those oh, viruses. 
I remember back in the days of, um, well, first it was Napster, obviously. Of course. Um, ah. Do you remember Kazaa? Oh, of course. Kazaa had a longer run than Napster, probably. It wasn't ever quite as commercially popular, but Kazaa. Yeah. I'm and sure then, that uh, you know of U-Torrent. this one as well. What's that? Oh, U-Torrent? That's, that's later. Yeah. I was, I was going to go from there to, uh, wait, there was some, some, something that start with an M. Megashare? No. Um, that is a site. Kazaa. More of a, in no. a FERC.net persuasion. Yeah, I don't know. No, uh, I went from Kazaa to U-Torrent. U-Torrent was, did exist as like an independent thing, and then it got acquired, and that's when it became most popular. Whoever, I think mm. Kazaa actually bought U-Torrent or something. Interesting. Yeah. Somebody My, I went from Kazaa to um, BearShare. Remember BearShare? Vaguely, yeah. yeah. That was a little more complex. That was like a, not a, a standard... It, it's still pretty easy, but it was it was uh, you know to use. But it was it was a little more complex than something like Kazaa or Napster. Yes, man, Napster was so that was so much fun so downloading. I, I just download I'm Jimmy just World. So grateful to have lived in through that period of the internet, yeah. the true Wild West. Yes, and, and even yeah. you know it was, it was the Wild awesome. West before it was so, then it was too. But awesome. this was like the the peak of sharing and cracking and hacking before like security is anywhere near what it was now like security was easily hacked now it's not and it's like those were the days they will never return uh, as far as i can tell like you know things never coming back iphones and stuff like is never coming back so it's it's what it is but um okay i have downloaded star wars the rise of skywalker and uh all the right. virus of Skywalker. So just, Wait, damn it. Let's just play That's pause our it. way through it a touch. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I wish, in fact, you know what I'll do? I will share my screen so you can kind of see it at the same time. Okay. Does that sound good? That's fine. I have a photographic memory, so I remember everything no, that I saw. Don't. Uh, so I don't need to see your dumb screen. Do, but you, that's okay. uh, do you miss the... I lost Sam. Let it be known that I lost Sam. I'm calling him back now. Sam. We, there he is. We back. Hey. Okay, I'll edit that. Uh, I had to, in order to give permission to share screen, I had to uh, quit Skype. I didn't realize it. No oh, bummer. Okay, uh, so, so the film's booting up. Here we go. Just tell me when um, to pause if you have any thoughts. What would you okay, think about this, uh, the open Just scroll? Kidding. I thought it was short. I was reading it. I was like, this is like three paragraphs. That's, they're always three paragraphs. I mean, we, already we've got, we've got an interesting, which right off the bat, we're talking about Palpatine, which is strange because Palpatine has not uh, been a thing in any of the other movies. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in mind as we watch the movie. Okay. And I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't seen uh, Force Awakens or Last Jedi since like the years that they came out. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. I know that you rewatched them all and I just, you know, I just wanted to see this with a totally uh, as unbiased as I could be. How is this movie based on my memory of the others? Not like it doesn't make perfect sense from one to the next, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So Palpatine, so I could have sworn though, didn't they preview, maybe I'm thinking of a trailer, but didn't they have a glimmer of him or his voice or something in Last Jedi? Yeah. He was in the trailer. Uh, or his vo- his voice was in the tr- his laugh was in the trailer. So he was one hundred percent not in the Last Jedi in any way. Correct. Okay. Um, the only thing that was in there w- w- was Snoke, okay. and uh, then Kylo Ren, of course, killed Snoke in Snoke's throne room or Snoke's like command room in the uh, in his like giant super star destroyer eclipse class star destroyer or whatever it was. Right. 
Okay. And uh, we do sneeze sno- see Snoke again later. As, so, uh, as apparently he is, So he was cloned. He's a clone. Uh, he's an experiment. Yeah, he's just, Yeah, so Palpatine was cloning. He's I made Snoke. So he he makes Snoke. So Leia is um sending out trying to gather intelligence train um uh, are you trying in the to, hope yeah are you trying to read yeah. it sorry sorry uh, i'm just like yeah she's sending I'm, out people I'm, to I'm meanwhile supreme leader kylo ren rages in search of the phantom emperor determined to destroy any threat to his power they, i guess they're trying to establish that like kylo ren is like so evil that he like wants to kill like the emperor that's how i sort of interpreted See, it I, I felt like he had sort of become a little bit nicer like a little bit yeah. more like in the, like a not good right. but like you know uh, slanting toward the the middle ground so that he could meet uh what's her name in the middle uh the sky uh, ray yeah, yeah. Ray, sorry yeah um I don't know. and so at the end of the last movie um or actually halfway through the last movie during that sort of snoke scene um it was revealed that ray was no one uh, that she was just some person um, that her parents, like, sold off for, like, you know, gambling money or something, and then left her. Yeah. I love that how they tied it, you know, just to jump to the the very end for a second. I, mm-hmm. I like the, the whole sort of conclusion of, like, I'm a Skywalker because I choose to be type of thing. Like, I'm one of them. Sure, in the, fine. And, <laughs> I just thought it was a good kind of wrap up. And I, I think I was listening to another analysis, another podcast saying they thought that that very last scene was not fair. Like they were trying to make force nostalgia and like use the, mm-hmm. a new hope opening scene or opening yep. series of scenes. Planet. Yeah. Planet as a, just a way to kind of make you feel, but I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a beautiful way to end the story. Yeah. I, I guess so. Other sure. than that random woman who's like, who are you? Like, well, I don't know what yeah. she was doing there. Didn't she literally just see her like secretly bury the lightsabers? Like, yeah. what's going on there? Are those lightsabers that you just buried under there? Um, so I'm told that this scene was actually, um, oh, so apparently the opening scene, and this is something I heard from Vinit, um, where he's in, he's slow-mo and killing all these like faceless people. Do we know apparently, what planet this is? Apparently it's Mustafar. Okay, Mustafar. Um, and uh, Mustafar, if uh, you're not familiar, is where um, Darth Vader's uh, evil castle ah, is. Ah, yes, the lava planet. The lava planet. Um, and so this, as you can tell, is not on fire uh, so much. It's 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 been Charred. burned, but it's not currently burning. And the reason is, is apparently some kind of terraforming process uh, happened while... Darth Vader was on Mustafar, okay. something like that. Anyway, it's not that important. It turns out the he only gets, reason he's there is to like slice some people dead and take the, one of two wayfinders. To, to yeah, this is his final clue, his final asset to, to figure out where the Emperor lives. And right now, and now so, he has the map. Basically, he's got the map. He goes through all of the dangerous areas. The gravity uh, swells to, or wells. Whatever gravity swells, and there's and like, that's kind of cool. He's got it hooked up. Cool. That's really interesting. It's very cool. Yeah. No, the whole, the whole, the whole wayfinder thing is cool. Uh, even though it's a bit of a fetch quest, it's not. 
it's not really a fetch quest because it's just no, he, he's already got fetch it. Fetch quest is that like a video game speak for something? Is that sort of like a side um, quest? It can it can apply to movies too. It's basically like a uh, just a a thing just a thing that you have to get for like some reason. It's now, not like just yeah. go fetch this thing. Ah, um, I will go, say go get that. Thing. I love Ekelgar Icicle. Exegol. Exegol? Icicle. Exegol. I love Icicle. the visual and the vibe of Exegol as a planet. The, all the beautiful uh, sort of lightning shocks and, and the just, ah, oh, it's so cool. Well, I, I'm going to go, well, like, we can just really quickly just say that this is visually um, the best in series. You think uh, so? I think. So I was, yeah. I was thinking about that and how big a deal people made about the visual uh, visuals of Last Jedi. Everyone was like, "This is the best." The visuals looking in the Last ever. Jedi were well. The cinematography I, in general in the Last Jedi is just beautiful, I, I start think, to finish. I think overall it is like a more compositionally advanced film. Yeah. Person, I don't know. Again, I should rewatch it. This one is beautiful. And it's got some stunning stuff, but like, it's not. It's that's like the exception in the film, not like and, what you expect. Right. When it happens, you're like, "Whoa!" But in Last Jedi, I remember being like, "Oh my god!" Every freaking shot is so well lit, so well composed. Like this is insane. And there's just hints of of this very beautiful deep red all over that film. Yeah, um, which I just I love thematically, and we'll, we'll, we can get we can kind of get back to this because we will we will be talking about the Last Jedi a significant amount um, during this episode. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it's, this is, this is just a, a, a wonderfully shot movie as well. Um, it is, yeah, I mean, it's, Abrams, it's what has he awesome. done? I can't quite recall what JJ Abrams has done between okay. the last Jedi and this, this movie. Oh, I don't think he did anything between them. Did yeah. he? Oh, he mm-hmm. was producing some TV, I think. Okay. Um, he wasn't but, at the helm uh, for anything that was like a must see. I don't think he was, or one of us would recall. Uh, I'm just going to really quickly IMDB him because I don't know, and I would like to know. All right. So uh, he approaches. This is where we learn that uh, Snoke is nothing more than a cloned creation, and the Emperor is behind it all, everything, always. This is one of my favorite General shots. General Palpatine's behind it all. This is one of my favorite shots. I love it with the, the flashing lightning and how it changed the expression on the, the Emperor's face. Yeah, and that actually continues out through throughout the whole rest of, of the movie at Exegol, there's there's these beautiful like flashing lights that are just like really selectively lighting uh people um and uh and and environments like when they're lighting the whole like sort of senate chamber thing uh you're sort of getting these glimpses of things and you're like are those actual people is it uh yes, yes. um is it are they is it, is it uh sculptures so what do you think um, i think they're actual people i think this is a whole planet these are the people that live on that planet huh. and they're all just sith religious followers i think they're, they're that, real people that's cool in the audience yeah. that's cool i think they could even be like the the manufacturers of the fleets and armies that you know he's able to raise up out of the ground like they are the ones that built those things yeah his devout followers is it the same actor that plays the emperor always? It is from yep. even Ian in the Dermid. prequels. Even in the prequels, that's fin- he has, I love that he has played just like uh, Anthony uh, Daniels C three PO. He has played every instance of the emperor, Ex- uh, <laughs> except with the one exception of um, the original version of the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that's not oh. actually him, uh, but they changed that, of course, as they change. Interesting. Everything. Oh, they they refilm that whole scene where they show him uh, near the like funeral pyre or whatever. Is that? Uh, no, it's shot? in the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, oh. The, um, Vader is 
in his like little chamber on his superstar destroyer and he's talking to the hologram okay. of the em- the emperor and it's uh in the original movie it's not Ian McDermott um and okay. then later on they 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 changed it to to be him so this was interesting i thought it was very a very weird choice to have this whole fleet of star destroyers rise up out of the dirt like that yeah. that is just a weird it's not water right that's definitely dirt dirt yes so they were they were, they were constructed underground. underground i wonder why somehow <laughs> i don't know i mean it's a cool so, shot but it, it could not have been just for the the shot right it had there had to have been some so for people who have read um the books there's actually kind of a neat little callback uh, probably one of the only bits of fan service in this movie that i actually think is pretty cool okay uh which is in um dark force rising it's a book um by timothy zahn it's one of a trilogy of the definitely the best trilogy of uh books on star wars it's called the heir to the empire trilogy definitely should check it out if you're interested heir uh, to the D- empire. grand admiral cool. thrawn is the bad guy and he finds uh, a fleet of uh, derelict ships they're not star destroyers and i'm not going to give it away but he finds it and that's 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 a, i think it's a basically a callback to that okay that's um, cool um i so. did like this shot in particular with the the red and the blue in his catch eye the catch light in his eyes i thought that oh, was kind, that's of, cool. kind of interesting kind of representation of his his oh character conf- conflict in yeah general. i like that yeah it's really really cool and can we just we're we're I just gotta say, Kylo Ren still is the definitely the coolest character of the new series. Absolutely, for sure. and as an actor, I feel like he's he's MVP. Uh, like he is, yeah. particularly in this movie. obvious when he uh, transforms. Whatever, we'll talk about that when we get to it. When he becomes Turns. Ben again, is like holy mm-hmm. crap! This is you can see everything about his mannerisms and demeanor. God, he's, he's such a, a good actor, man. Like he's a different guy everything about his expression like he wouldn't have this expression that you see right now in this freeze frame of him looking at the emperor as ben like he's just right he's moving those incredibly beautiful control over all his what are they neurons in the face mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just crazy okay uh yeah so i'm with you man coolest character and as an actor mvv like straight up I'm sure it wasn't easy for the actors in general to have to jump from like Abrams to uh, who directed the middle one, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, then back to Abrams. I bet that was a bit of a chore. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, it pro- it definitely would have been weird to go back to J.J. Abrams uh, after yeah after feeling like they wouldn't be uh, directed by him again. But um, so anyway, um, Poe and Finn are, are on this sort of. Um, mission to like gather intelligence or whatever and they're on the millennium falcon with chewy yep so we're now yep we're leaving the planet we're now or we're leaving the shot with kylo ren and his his drama with the emperor we got chewy now this is uh the actor that played chewy died what two years ago he hadn't right. had he been playing him i can't recall yes so he played him in the force awakens and i believe he i believe he also played him for most scenes in the last jedi and then he had, um, uh, it wasn't exactly a stunt double, it was like a double. Yeah. Uh, this, like, dude who, he's some some Swedish guy or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Blonde and hair. so, unfortunately, uh, Peter Mayhew died. 
And that new actor is playing Chewie. So this is one of the first parts of the movie where there's like comic relief humor occurring. And I will say, in general, this is one of the funniest Star Wars movies in a way that, that I love. Because I remember that was one of my complaints in Force Awakens. The humor felt too uh, of our time right now. Yeah. And it didn't feel Star Wars. Like in-universe yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I hate it. This, Dude. I never felt that. <laughs> It was. Yeah. It was. It didn't there take was, me out of it. Yeah, there was moments where you were genu- genuinely just like laughing because of like something that C three PO said or that freaking awesome tiny little alien says. Dude, they they, they, they harked on C three PO so bad. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, he just got the butt end of everything, and I and I love the little <laughs> alien love dude. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Oh, uh, beautiful. Something shot. with a B. So this is what the Falcon is flying to. This beautiful. Uh, reflected ice island on the water. Yeah. It's just crystal clear water. It's creating a, a mirror image of the island itself. Beautiful shot. Cool. Yeah, they're I being think, pursued. Yeah, Abrams definitely outdid himself. I think he was just trying to keep up with Ryan Johnson. Rain Johnson? Ryan Johnson? Whatever. From, Ryan. Uh, it's it's like Ryanism. Ryan. But it is spelled weird. Yeah, it's right. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's R-I-A-N, but it's pronounced Ryan. So what do you think? Okay, I'm going to jump right to light speed skipping. What do you think? Light speed skipping First we've ever is, heard of this. It's total. It's it's bizarre. I don't know why he would have done it uh, in this movie. It makes no sense. It appears. It doesn't it, it make looks, sense. The, the, it looks explain, closer to teleporting. Explain than, to me how. Okay, if you're instantly able to jump to light speed manually, which seems to be what light speed skipping is—just random manual jumps to light speed. Yes. How on earth is he able to be followed by these? Imperial by, by tie, fighter, fighters. tie Fighters, how are they following him? If it's just random manual jumping, which seems to be what light speed skipping is, are they like locked on? And it breaks a lot of, of what could have and should have maybe occurred in the earlier films uh, yeah. by the Empire. Like to, to track, I mean, they used to have, to have to work so hard to track people. Like, it's, <laughs> like this is weird. <laughs> He's just jumping around and they're just following no problem. Like, I think light, can, and then just yeah. the name. Oh yeah, I was light speed skipping. Like who's gonna say, like they could have come up with a no. cooler name for it? Just like light. I don't light know. <laughs> Not my job, but light speed skipping just seems like it was well the idea that somebody wrote down was like we'll rename better later and never got to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the whole idea of light speed skipping is is dumb to begin with. Um, but the fact that they appear to be entering into the atmosphere. Well, first of all, going all the way back to The Force Awakens, I was a little bit weirded out when they were like, yeah, we can jump in atmosphere uh, to... Right. Or we can Awesome we can shot. Arrive it was an amazing shot. I loved that shot. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Shots. Like, they can make any... It's industrial light, light and magic. They yeah. invented special effects, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, they can make anything look cool. And this movie just looks awesome, you know, everywhere. Um, but... The fact that they're like that he light speed jumps from one uh, no. atmosphere to another sorry light speed skips to another atmosphere in atmosphere at tree level. There's no way that he would ever be able to predict that. There's no way that he right. would ever be able exactly. to control that. Yeah, he's on um, some like and- weird ice planet. No problem, just backing out. Boom! What's he doing here? He's like, is he doing some coordinated? He he can't possibly know. That he's going to land, and look, uh, they're like right beside him. They 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 didn't hesitate one breath tracking him. 
how could they possibly the tie fighters this is weird how is he jumping from planet to planet uh, it it's anyway it's almost not even worth talking about because it's so stupid yeah. uh like it it really make or because it makes so little sense um it's asking you to just not ask any questions <laughs> it was probably one of my least favorite things and i wish it hadn't kicked off the entire movie because from here on i was very kind of suspect of of a lot of like logic where right. i tried and, not to be but yeah and, and yeah yeah um the second time i i watched it i was uh, you know i well it was fun you you're there for the going. fun the second time because you your yeah. expectations you know what they are and it's cool visually it's fun it's like a neat thing to like, sure. do but in the context of star wars it was like this isn't this is silly okay so we yeah. jump to ray she is uh floating rocks she has her luke moment in the jungle training i thought it's cool the concept of uh like a course a training course that she needed yeah. to run through the jungle and leia is training her i guess is that the idea uh, leia is training her yeah because leia has been trained by luke as we uh, discover later on and she, i mean it's obvious that she, she has force abilities so. we kind of knew that always but it was all it, we never knew she was like basically a jedi this whole time mm-hmm. and she hung up her her reins her saber to have a family was that sort of the plan or kind career? of they they said something about like she decided it was too risky for her to be a jedi mm-hmm. so she i don't know apparently she knows <laughs> how to be a jedi and she's training right it must have been really difficult to um to work leia into this uh i i wonder i would love to know what the original treatment was like (laughs) of of the script and concepts if there was one before if there was one before leia died they clearly had to improvise some of the stuff yeah a lot of this is just unused footage from the force awakens you think so yeah it is yeah oh interesting i'm shocked Mm -hmm. i was gonna say i'm shocked that she was they had footage of her as much as they had yeah it's crazy yeah uh which but they they worked it in i think as well as they could have honestly do you think they um, they like had her body and face but they just like cg'd her mouth in parts <laughs> maybe uh i jj abrams said that they weren't going to like make a they weren't gonna like fake the older leia uh, even though they did fake the younger Leia. However, uh, something interesting to know is like, when there's that little scene of like Luke and Leia training when they're younger, yes. and it's like obvious like face replacing or I whatever. I hated that. Why? Uh, Why did they have that it's, shot? Ugh. There's, it's dumb. Uh, but uh, if it's any consolation, the person playing Leia in that scene is Leia's daughter, uh, who is also in this movie she's the well it still looked horrible like it yeah. it looked totally compute it was uncanny valley bad it wasn't even close to as good as they made uh the general in was it the last jedi rogue one or was it it was rogue one yeah okay uh which this- i also have extreme extreme problems with yeah but, but like, we can come back a, to that as well from a place of but, principle more than anything yeah, right? from a place yeah. of principle yeah. i i i think and this is a problem that i have not just with that movie but with this movie and with disney in general is they seem to be re- rewriting the book on what's acceptable in filmmaking and it's just not working no, in my opinion i i agree 
Look at these guys. These are J.J. Uh, Abrams' I guess best friends. He tries to put in every movie that he has. <laughs> uh, that one dude in the back has gained a lot of weight. <laughs> He's like twice <laughs> as big now, and he he ends up dying. He's one of the the rebel fighters that they yep. actually kill off in uh, the final battle. Bummer. Anyway, uh, Rose. Should we talk about Rose for a second? I can't remember sure. what you felt about Rose in the Last Jedi. I was not a fan. Uh, there she well, is. She was very sidelined in this movie. She Bas- was sidelined, basically a nothing character. Yep, it's crazy. Um, I I had no real issue with her in the last movie. I thought that the, you li- uh, did you like her relationship with Finn? I thought it was fine. Okay. There was not like there was no like. I mean, it was they had a cheesy scene. Like yeah, it um, was the worst scene. She busted him up stopped him from like doing what he needed to and it, it, i just i can't remember quite what the situation was but the logic made zero sense for her to knock finn out of self-sacrifice uh, only to then like kiss him or something it was mm-hmm. it was very strange it was a little bit cheesy um i i i thought it was i thought it was forgivable um her her whole character unfortunately was a little bit hampered by um, knowing sort of everything about her uh, before, like she doesn't, she doesn't really get a chance to. Um, for, her character doesn't really get a chance to develop uh, in it in the same well, way that other other characters do. You kind of yeah. know everything well, about her right here's away. Here's the thing, the issue that I had with um, the Last Jedi in particular, I guess. The more I thought about it, like we should not be introducing new critical characters. At this point in the star in, in this section of the Star Wars story, like I, I like the three new sort of people they introduced in mm-hmm. Force Awakens, a couple other like side characters, but they were trying to set up Rose and like two or three others I can't even remember now in the Last Jedi as being like these main pillar characters, like these these people that would maybe probably get their own side movies, blah blah blah. And it's like hmm. you know we should be wrapping the story up. Not trying to. Uh, you can introduce. Uh, you can introduce additional characters in the second movie. Yeah, but like as big as Rose, like she was a huge. She was basically like one of the. the crew she now. was. Yeah, she, she was. She did have a significant role in in the last movie. There's no time to like flush out her story. There's one film. Right. This is it. Here she is, and I think Abrams accepted that, or was just like a another big f you to uh johnson and just was right. like no i don't want her in this she's done <laughs> yeah um i don't know um i think that that may make yeah it makes a lot i don't of sense. know that it makes that much sense because i can already think of it, a, a hole to poke in that logic with the uh the the horse riding oh, God. woman who they introduced that has that weird exchange at the end of the movie now with uh, yeah what's his name the, uh, oh, oh, Lando. Lando, and he's like, what's your story? She's like, I don't know. He's like, well, let's find out. Let's very, find out. And I was creepy. like, is that like a sexual yeah, thing? A little bit weird. And and so they, like, hey, that seemed to signal me like, out. oh, we, we want the window open for her to have a little side adventure movie. Sure. Maybe. Uh, Maybe that's what that was. But I do feel like her character overall in this film, I don't remember her name. She was just an ex-stormtrooper or something. Yeah. Uh, wasn't like an overwhelming part of the story like trying she wasn't trying to be one of the crew like it made sense and rose i think was a little bit too central to the story in 
in ways that didn't Perhaps. even really matter. It was just like sucking up screen time, like the casino run that they did on their little side adventure in Last Jedi. Like, it yeah. was just that thing was completely pointless. And yeah, anyway, I made my point. Okay, let's get back on track here. This is going to last forever. Um, yeah. So anyway, nice. Moment. Let's yeah. Let's keep keep going. Okay, Ray uh, or uh, Kylo Ren. Ray says bye. She's going on an adventure to uh, basically now find the Wayfinder. She had books from Luke's archives, I guess, and discovered now that a Wayfinder exists, and it leads to some planet called Exegol. So Leia's like, okay, yeah, go do that. And that's where, she, that's where Ray goes, okay. why the rest of the rebellion is left to uh, regroup and reassemble, which is also very strange. How they have another base with other people in it is a bit of a mystery to me when we basically laughed, left The Last Jedi with, like, they were down to all of them on the they Millennium were down to Falcon. Like everybody on the Millennium Falcon. A dozen Falcon. people yeah, on I, the Falcon. Yeah, right. And I guess they they have some they have some uh, some starfighter pilots, and they they probably have gotten like a few people. But the and we yeah, um, <laughs> I, I'm assuming that they they would have gotten some some people. But at the same time, in Return of the Jedi, I was I didn't know that there was. I mean, we knew that the Alliance was still out there, but um it did seem like kind of things were a little bit tenuous at the end of 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 the empire strikes back and um we weren't sure how many people there would be and then all of a sudden in return of the jedi you've got all these calamari cruisers and there's you know a nice sized alliance fleet um to go up against uh the empire and in this movie i thought that he would have done something like that where we're like oh you know we got some allies you know after all um, and it doesn't have to be explained too much, you know, Hey, we got some fair, yeah. you know, some, some more calamaries or whatever. Um, so they go to this cool festival. Sh- jumping ahead. Kylo Ren rebuilds his helmet. What'd you think of the helmet? I thought it looked cool. So cool. the red crease rebuild. Yeah. Cool. Uh, again, basically undoing everything that happened in the middle movie. You, you literally could have watched force awakens and then this movie rise of Skywalker and been totally fine. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, we'll get to that as well. Let's keep going. So they're they at this point are searching for a MacGuffin. What do you in the think? Form. Do you think these are uh, practical puppets? I think they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, yes. So cool. Another cool thing about again, the visuals of this movie and the effects and the aliens are just so awesome. I love all of the aliens. Um, he really made a commitment to go with as many puppets and practical effects as possible. Felt very Star um, Wars-y, looked right. Yes. This is And mm-hmm. again, this just should go this should this should be a lesson. I mean, even though the movie is like, you know, in my opinion, you know, so suspect, the actual puppetry and the aliens, all the practical stuff in this movie are so good and it should prove to directors that like you can use puppets and it can be fine. Like CGI has yes. gone so far I do far wonder if, if CGI has, has actually become cheaper now than, like, constructing puppets and everything. I wonder. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, but there's a look that you can't replicate, um, you know, with, C- with CGI. I mean, you can, you can get, you can get, uh, I guess you can get a sort of a look, but you can't, there's, there's a je ne sais quoi that you can't quite Agreed. grab onto. Yes. So this is where we first discover this 
right? This ability to not only have a vision with each other between Ray and Kylo Ren, but they can actually transport, teleport, transmute, would, transmute items physically from transmute. one person to the other. He grabs the necklace she's wearing and discovers, oh, she's on this, uh, this planet with this festival occurring. Right? Is this the first time that it yeah. has occurred? Mm-hmm. They had a big connection in other movies, but this is the first time where they're like seeing each other in their environments. And and we saw, you know, in The Last Jedi, we saw Luke being able to... Uh, teleport to, himself, um, right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so really teleporting like, himself. It was like hologramming himself yeah, uh, right. to another so place. One, and I one think step they took further that with, further. with small objects actually being physically able to be transported would you think this shot was bizarre to me so there's just one shot i don't want to get like shot by shot too much but this one really stood out this this general kylo ren's asking him like hey go do something he's like yes sir yes supreme leader this one shot i thought was really crazy so dramatic it's basically a snooted harsh light right on his eyes It, it felt very out of place like nothing else in the film is shot like this no, it it doesn't look bad. It looks cool. It looks um, cool. It's but, just like, what is this character? What need? is it? Why are they doing that to this character? Why? I don't know. I felt like this character was was very. He's just so a random. The character general? we're talking about is this is like the commander of the Legion. Is he uh, the same Star level Destroyer. as Hux? Just a different like sector. Is I he, guess so. Is he is equal to Hux. I think he is, or maybe even above Hux, uh, General Hux. I think this guy maybe. might be a level above him. And he's a he's a great character. He's such an imperial officer. I love completely I love, loyal, totally evil, suspect of every, suspicious of everyone because he thinks yeah. he's the most loyal. It feels like, yeah, he's, I, he's a great yeah. guy. Yeah. I could have used even a little more of him maybe in this movie, I but agree. he was he was great. I could use more of him, and I could use more of Hux. I was, I was well, they again, well, we can we can get to Hux. <laughs> I I feel like Hux was uh, an underutilized character, uh, to put it mildly, in this movie. Here we go. This is our ah. Oh, so was that a callback? Was he was a character from the original three? Right, this guy, this funny little moment where uh, I I don't know. I think he is. I think he. I don't remember I think that. He character, was in the right? um, the cantina from A New Hope. Oh, I think maybe. he was one of the yeah. musicians. Clearly another yeah, puppet. Laughable moment. I can't remember what he says, but he's like, Yeah, he's like, rrr, okay, rrr. okay. <laughs> yeah. And who are we about to say hi to? Lando. Lando Calrissian. Interesting helmet. So. Now, are we supposed to believe that Lando basically was on an adventure with Luke like 10, 15 years ago, and then that adventure failed? Luke went back to his island or whatever, and Lando just decided to stay? Here, I don't know. Ever since I don't and live know. in this moving RV, I don't <laughs> wearing leopard print. And I don't know. None, not not much in this movie makes any sense to me. But and, that's fine. And he's like a celebrity that they. I, I don't know. And is he forever a general? I guess he is. But they yeah. just they refer to him as general. Well, it's kind yeah, because he's like, yeah, you know, general from your. Okay, and he happens to know what the wayfinder is because it's on his Apple Watch. That yep. then holograms it up. He knows exactly what they're looking for. But in all this time that he's lived here, uh, hasn't been able to find it. That's fine. Whatever. And then they immediately go and find it. I mean, we can skip ahead. They they find they find this MacGuffin. They There's fly flying out. So we, we have a little battle with some stormtroopers that they quote. They fly now. I thought that was really funny. Kind of cool. Yeah. Stormtroopers on jetpacks attacking them. Okay, they land. Yeah, they fall in the quicksand. They they so Ray shows that she can heal by healing the the giant serpent 
Um, this is the first time that uh, Finn, as they think they're sinking to their death, says, I have something to tell you, and doesn't get to. And they never really resolved what it was. Was he just trying to tell her he's Force-sensitive? Was he trying to tell yes, her he loves that her? Is, okay, you that, think it no, was, apparently it was that he was trying to tell her that he was Force-sensitive. Okay, I think um, I read it in an J. interview. J. Abrams he confirmed said it. that. Yeah. Okay, so they just... That was, oh, right. So my question is, why? Why just... Why not just tell her hey by the way force sensitive it's a good question it's a pretty big deal for uh, me i'm trying to think back now through my memory of their relationship of is it? he scared would he be scared why would he be why would it upset ray like why wouldn't he tell her maybe he's not sure but still knights mm-hmm. of ren we actually get to see them versus see force them. awakens where it was they were just but, sort of a dream thing they're pretty they boring. They look ominous. They look They cool. don't do anything. They do nothing other than like hop around with Kylo and then eventually fight Kylo when they realize he's Ben again. Yeah. That's, that's it. What a wasted opportunity. Yes. Um, again, it, it's cool that they look cool and stuff, but, and it's, and they just seem to always be following everywhere. That's kind of a theme in this movie that no, no matter where the good guys are, the bad guys are right, right behind them at all times, which in my opinion, just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of like diminishes the idea. Uh, it just kind of diminishes it because they, they're constantly behind them. Agreed. This is an interesting, you know, a shot from the trailer where Ray jumps over his, it's not a TIE fighter. What does he fly? It's a, it's some kind it's of like special. Awesome. TIE it's yeah. awesome looking. And she so jumps cool. over it, disables it. He goes off. Look at the size of this fireball. Can I just yeah. say? Okay. Yeah, he dies. That's, that's an Here. awesome shot. That looks so good. It's cool. He died. I don't know what his goal like, was. He's got to be dead. Like, why did they go that big with it? Like, he's gone. Boom. Yep. And she does the hero thing. There it is. And explosion, humongous explosion that he somehow survives. Just gets up and uh, walks away from whatever. that problem. As Chewie is arrested Jedi, and taken up in a, apparently, fake out moment again unnecessary also ray is so powerful now that she can stop entire ships with the force yep and she i don't know how again all this makes sense if she's like the granddaughter of of palpatine but it doesn't really make so much sense any other way well and this is where we get the first hint of that remember what happens here yeah yeah she uh the lightning lightnings yeah which apparently if you can do lightning you can take out entire fleets yeah or disable them (laughs) electrically at least so, uh, her and, and, so, and Kylo himself is like taken a, a little bit aback, uh, um, when he sees her destroy the thing, he kind of like recoils a little bit and like, whoa, yeah, she clearly has some power that I didn't even understand. Um, I love the, the visual of him just like holding up his hand like that. I don't know. Dude, just, look at that flare. Again, just the great flare compositions. I love JJ Flair, man. It's just so good. He knows Flair. Okay, so we think Chewie's killed. Horrible. Uh, you know, some weight and gravity maybe would be uh, occurring now in this film if they didn't immediately 180 that about five seconds later when Chewie is detected to be alive and just fine. So, yeah, of course, he's not dead, but I think it would have been cool if they killed him off, <laughs> personally. He doesn't do anything <laughs> else the whole rest of the film. He doesn't well, do he's anything. badass in the rest of the he's film. He's a badass. He's, he can't kill Chewie. He's awesome. I know, but he does nothing. No. So they could have killed him. would have been fine. So they arrest right. Chewie. 
Okay. Uh, it's revealed that Hux is the spy that they kept talking about. Um, they also introduce another cute droid that follows uh, along. Super cute. I think it was completely... Again, we shouldn't be introducing new characters at this point. We're wrapping things up, man. This is the last the last film. Why do we have this also, other cute droid? Also, if you, uh, if you pay attention... Um, I mean, well... Let me know if you did. You realize that, like, apparently he had the map as well. Yes. Uh, well, that's the why the droid was, uh, I guess, written in so that they had a way to find Exegol once the wayfinders were destroyed. Like, he is the route. Right. He's the so route. Here's my question. Okay, there's two wayfinders. Uh, there's um, there's this MacGuffin with the with the um, <laughs> the the dagger. Um, so they go on a fetch quest for that. They go on a fetch quest for the dagger. They go on a fetch quest for the, the, the triangle wayfinder. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, wayfinder. So there's, there's three things that know how to get to it. Then C-3PO downloads, like he knows how to get there now. So C-3PO is now the, yeah, that's true. Fourth, uh, one, uh, and then, uh, this droid is now a fifth person that can lead to this exegol place. That's super secret. So whatever. Explain to me. Here's my question. So they literally have to uh, later wipe C-3PO's memory from scratch Correct. and reboot him in order to hack into what the, his memory contained of the the Yeah, it's like Sith core memory co- or something. And he says, the re- he, can, he knows exactly where it is, but he can't tell them because there's a law that no droid can translate Sith. And it's hard-coded into his programming. Explain to me how this little robot droid, this little uh, wheel droid that they discover, is... No problem. Able to tell Ray because he's an evil droid. He's a Sith droid. He is. Uh, yeah, he's working for the Sith guy. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then I that's guess how, that that's makes the more only sense. Way that I can. I guess that makes a little more sense, but it just seems sort of like whatever. Here we are introducing yet more characters into the story. We are cool on, bounty hunter. Uh, though. A, she is cool. She's great, and I love that we never see her face, just her eyes. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Very and cool. I loved the. The respectful balance they struck with, uh, what's this guy's name? Poe. Poe. And uh, her sort of chemistry. Star Wars need, yeah. I remember this critique from one of the red letter media things. It's like, what's missing in the prequels is sex and sexuality and like how much of that yeah. existed between Han and <laughs> Leia. a lot missing in the prequels. Yeah, none. There's zero, basically. Uh, not any believable chemistry. Part of that is just due to the actors, I suppose. But... I liked, like, the chemistry was there between Poe and this uh, bounty hunter woman yeah. a couple times, and it was, like, respectful, like, can I kiss you? Um, yeah. And no. she's like, no. And, she's, and was, he, like, at the end, he's like, huh? Yeah, and yeah. And she's like, no. And he's like, she's like <laughs> Even though Fair she enough. clearly is into him in some degree, because she's like, please come with me to uh, to do this other thing that she needs to in her life, whatever. Uh, so we're on this cool planet. Stormtroopers are like going door to door, kind of Holocausty German style. Yeah, killing definitely. people, ripping them out of homes, looking for these guys. You know, our, our main characters here. Cool snowtroopers. Poe finds uh, some gangs. We learn that he's a quote spice runner. Again, that sounds like a name somebody wrote down. I was like, we'll get back to renaming better later. Never uh, does. Okay. Spice running. Spice. Like, come on. Spice now. Spice is uh, it. It's in Empire Strikes Back, and are, are we sure like, about that? I don't remember. This. Yeah, yeah. That's they're mining in Bespin. They're mining spice. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess it's supposed so, to be sort of like a drug, like an illegal drug thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all right. So it's I got dirty no business. So we learn that Poe is even more of a Han Solo 
than yeah before. he was which is cool i like getting that just a little bit of um some some poe backstory because it, it shows you that you know maybe there's a reason that he's such a good pilot because he had to like evade yes. you know the uh authorities here we look go all uh, of these cool cantina uh, awesome, awesome. Look, the, um, do you see the the droid head in the background of this shot? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's the uh, guy that was in the. I want to say, I don't know. He's I think Empire Strikes, Empire Back. Strikes Back. He's the one that puts yeah. Han in the. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's tons of little uh, puts Luke eggs. in the back to tank. Yes, yes. Uh, here we are, John Williams cameo. He's the bartender with the weird like Oculus thing in front of his eye. Totally did not notice that until you you mentioned it. Yeah, that's Look so at cool. That. Man, it's unmistakable beard. That's what that's what's John Williams. But he's fatter than I remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's Love him. John Williams. I wonder if that's the only time he's been in a Star Wars. I bet you it is. So C three PO gets a memory wipe. We're introduced to this awesomely cool puppet so character. So great! I love him. He's so cool. Another pra- he must be practical. He looks hundred percent practical. Too good. Yeah, <laughs> love it. So, all right, I'm going to fast forward some, we're only halfway through the film, okay, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. Still, I don't, I don't, I feel like not, we haven't seen a single thing yet that was like a complete waste of life, unlike Last Jedi, where they went on that side mission to save horses or whatever in some casinos and crap. Sure, whatever. All right. I'll give you that. Yeah. They get on, they get on the, the Star Destroyer and, um, and, uh steal they get chewy back and huck says that he's the spy and pretty cool twist um, i thought that was a neat twist i would have loved to right. know more about and, why huck's hated uh ren so much that he was willing to well, betray be, the trust of his entire i feel like we were we were getting that even especially in the last jedi we were starting to see a serious rift developing between them because he just he's because kylo ren has the force he's able to uh really just dominate hux and everything and so hux probably starts getting really jealous sure um and uh that's fair yes yeah so that's why i think makes sense but we don't get to see so hux just gets killed like they're like oh hux is a spy he gets killed um by the like other guy and they just pan away end of hux no talking about him anymore that's it that's it um really a really um lazy and uh unfortunate um i thought it was kind of use of his character he's he's an awesome character and for them to just like he's done like you know that's a hard decision to make i'm sure that there was a lot of opportunity to uh to to elaborate more on his character but i don't know this is what i expect from the wrap-up of this entire thing yeah, but it's they like couldn't people gotta spend, start dying people gotta 16 start more frames on this guy yeah i mean they literally like shoot him pan away it would have been cool if he had like walked over to his body and been like you filthy spy you know something like that something to give him a yeah. little bit of like something like otherwise he's just they spent two and a half movies developing this really awesome bad guy character and like shoot him in the chest pan away done end of story no nothing else i appreciate the simplicity really weird i I, i'm with you so here here we are a lot of people had issues with they arrive on the planet with the broken down death star what planet is it uh i i'm guess i don't think that it's endor i think it's or i think it's it's actually 
It's the Death Star it, that was destroyed in Empire, or not Empire, uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So it's probably the planet uh, that uh, Endor is the moon of. And then strangely, the ridges of the blade that they collected on the desert planet previous to this uh, match up with the decrepit ridges of the Death Star, broken down Death Star, crash, pla- you know, crash landed on this planet. So clearly the blade yeah. was made fairly recently. It was used to Very kill recently. Rey's parents, which is why she detects such evil memories within it. And right. it points to where the Wayfinder can be found. I'm curious, I suppose the Emperor had this made. It's like, why didn't he just collect the Wayfinder and keep it and then give it to somebody when it was needed? I don't know. <laughs> Who made this blade is what I, is my question. I don't know. I guess the Emperor just had it made because he's like evil. And he's like, I want, a, I want an evil dagger made to be like this weird MacGuffin that somebody's going to use against me one day. Like, what? This is the point where I got up and went to the bathroom. Uh, not during my second viewing, <laughs> but the first one. Because <laughs> immediately was not interested in a bunch of new characters yet again riding up on horses. Okay. So, anyway, a bunch of new characters on horses, blah, blah, blah. Ray goes out to the, uh, to the ship. Um, and uh, or to the Death Star finds MacGuffin. Find, I mean, sorry, finds the Wayfinder, and is immediately presented with Kylo Ren in real life. Yes, he's just there. Uh, apparently, I can't. I just, I don't know. Again, we're we're just seeing wherever the good guys are, the bad guys are somehow always also there. I thought this was um, cool. What did you think about when she picked up the Wayfinder? She saw herself as a Sith Lord. It's cool. It's cool, and I liked her. I liked her uh, double-bladed swiveling lightsaber. Now, for me, this didn't really. Oh, that was awesome! But I didn't quite understand. Like, basically, I guess this was an, an embracing. This was a mental shift for her that was like Ren later says, like, "Oh, you can't go back now to Leia because you are clearly evil or something like that." Like, they have this whole battle, and he keeps telling her, like, "Oh, clearly you're evil." Like, what do you think of that? Like you're embracing, he says, I can't quite recall, but I didn't think that she had like become evil, but no. he was talking like she sort of had and she, she couldn't return to Leia. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that was a significant moment. I guess she'd accepted that she's going to kill the emperor out of vain or spite and hate, not necessity and love mm-hmm. of others. I guess. I don't know. It's a little bit I don't know. But le- the, the, Major significant lightsaber battle begins. Pretty cool. Um, awesome shots. Loved it. Finally, a good lightsaber battle. Um, and, um, you know, honestly, there have not been that many good lightsaber battles in this new series. Really? Um, I thought Force Awakens had a great one in the woods. Force Force Awakens had a great one in the woods. Um, Last Jedi had the cool one in the throne room. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And so that's it. There was no other... In The Last Jedi, I don't think there was any other lightsaber battles um the unique one with this is that we learn that she can now not only heal worms but people (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she kills uh or inflicts a mortal wound on on kylo ren and then saves him and so Um, apparently before this battle occurred when it was leading up to it leia was able to sense that ben was going to meet his doom ren kylo ren was going to meet his doom and mm -hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong is this what happens she then sacrifices herself her own, he, she basically sends her yeah. life force in its entirety to ren 
to bring back Ben, not to heal him or save him. In fact, she, her distraction, her calling his name, Ben, is what makes him slip up and gives yeah. Ray the ability to kill him. Then Ben is now back. He's alive. I love... It was weird. Yeah. But... I, I'd love it, to imagine that it was just Leia's, like, love for him through the force that made him just completely question everything. I think that's um, that's accurate. I think that's what, what happened. And then I think that combined with... Uh, so the love of his mother combined with Ray having just basically, yeah, more a wound, but then saved his life. He realizes the error of his ways and is a changed man. And then his, his discussion with his Look, father, who I guess is this free screen right here, this expression, like you can see that yeah. he's been and not like, he's so good. Such a great actor. He's such a great actor. I love him. Um, but yeah, he has a, a conversation with, I guess the memory of his father. I think um, that was supposed to be Leia originally. I have a feeling that was a shot that was meant to be Leia. I don't uh, think I don't think they wanted Han Solo in this ever again. I don't think I don't think Harrison Ford wanted to be in this. <laughs> I think he was doing like a you know a favor and to mm. respect the memory. I bet that was supposed to be Leia. Interesting. I bet you do. You might be right. Actually, I never even thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, although the way that they do it in this is also great. I agree. It um, made sense because. Instead of using his uh, lightsaber to kill his dad, he now is able to reject and throw it and complete yeah. what he foolishly didn't in Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, maybe it would have been nice to say something like, I'm sorry, Dad, that I killed you. Yeah, I don't know. it's just a memory. So, it doesn't matter. so um, all the Star Destroyers have planet-destroying weapons on them. Yes. Uh, that's what we, deci- we, we learn next. Um <sighs> Why? So I don't know why. Do they really need this is that? Just, we, we've we've gone way off the rails at this point. J.J. Uh, uh, J. Abrams clearly has a complex about um, needing to have <laughs> planet a bigger laser yeah. than Return of the Jedi. Um, it's weird. And uh, or, or or no, then A New Hope. Uh, yeah. That's 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 the real kicker when he destroys Alderaan. Yes. Uh, anyway. All right. So, so we jump. Uh, Ray is now doing exactly what Luke did. She, that's the thing. I think that it was a turning point. What I was saying earlier, she, she embraced a bit of the dark side when she found the wayfinder and saw herself as an, uh, yeah, Sith Lord and exactly. Oh, exactly. So she, so this is she why she decides back. to abandon herself. Cause she knows she may give in to the temptation, I suppose, and become a dark Lord. And, uh, or interesting. Whatever. And so that's why she's uh, marooned herself exactly the way Luke did. And she throws the lightsaber and Luke catches it. And JJ Abrams tells Mark Hamill to say, don't throw your lightsaber away. It deserves um, more respect than that. Yeah. Yeah. Another um, F you to, <laughs> Johnson. Which, Johnson is, uh, uh, I would love to, uh, this, this as a person. And so I am, uh, of the mind that, and I know that I'm may potentially be in the minority here, but, uh, I thought the last Jedi was amazing and wonderful. I loved it. And there are things to, to not like about it, but I hate it. Certainly I, it was my least favorite of all the star Wars ever. That's fine. So <laughs> just which, to remind people. Y- so uh this the fact can I just say that real, real quick, this cam sure. version is kind of good it's like not it that is, bad quality it's really good it's like totally it's watchable really <laughs> I know. i'm enjoying this 
Um, but uh, taking the themes uh, and establishment uh, of characters and motivations from a previous movie in a trilogy and uh, go to doing a 180 on them is bad filmmaking. Um, and uh, that is, that's, that's that's one of the things, and I'll, we can sum up later. But that's one of the things that bugs me about this movie. Um, okay, so here we are, blah blah blah. We are back at the classic Star Wars shot of all the Rebel Alliance together hashing out some plans in front of everybody. Right. right. I feel like this is in almost every movie, like the pre-battle sort of like, what are we going to do? Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, and. Um, they everybody's excited they're gonna take it to the empire the first order whatever they did a great they, job all the white men are now dead and <laughs> everybody else that exists in the world is yep. apparently a rebel alliance versus uh, yep. how it used to be in the 80s apparently when only white men could serve uh they did a great job diversifying first on screen in the <laughs> star wars universe uh same sex kiss later lesbian kiss uh, later blink and you would have missed it but it was there um, Lots yeah, of cool so, aliens. Everybody's fine. Running around. Um, the original so, ship there from yeah. What's the do you think the that is? It is the Tantive Four. Yep, yep, it was oh, confirmed it somewhere. Is. I don't remember where, but I remember in my head thinking, "Good to know." Uh, somebody, okay. somebody confirmed on the so record that Corellian Corvette is the uh, apparently the actual uh, Tantive Four Corellian Corvette from uh, Star Wars: ooh, A New Hope. Oop, I just sorry, I just sped by your. Uh, ooh, got a Y wing. Got a couple of old ships. There's your X-Wing. Oh, I love X-Wings. I love Y-Wings. I love B-Wings. I love the B-Wings are in here. We got the A-Wings. Would it be cool to see some some T-Wings or E-Wings from the Expanded Universe? But that's okay. okay. Here she is. Luke's uh, X-Wing and helmet. Classic. I think that's the actual helmet. T-65. I wonder if that's the actual, actual helmet. So she flies in, she meets the emperor, the emperor set. Oh, and then there's this awesome shot of her, of her. again, cinematography. Amazing. Yeah, one of my um, favorite shots in the film, her walking into the Exegol lair, uh, beautiful blue strip along the horizon of light, her silhouetted against it, lightning going everywhere around her. So cool. Kind of Mad Max too, which I kind of like. Yeah. Um, so the rebel fleet... Well, let's let's keep going. They're following so, her uh, breadcrumbs. They're right behind her, ready to attack the entire fleet. Uh, don't know what they're expecting to do. This is where they hatch the plan to. I'll let you explain it, Nathan. Okay. What is their so great plan? They to trick, trick. The them. grand plan is to land um, a group of people on horseback uh, to <laughs> disable a nav beacon that for no explained reason whatsoever cannot be destroyed via a single laser blast maybe from one x-wing uh or maybe a proton torpedo from a b-wing um, I, I guess no we could assume it would be explanation protected i suppose and it I don't looked a hundred percent vulnerable so they took so instead they 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 realize they're attacking uh the the first order realizes they're attacking the ground nav beacon so they transferred the nav beacon control to a nav beacon on the main star destroyer seems like they would have started with it on the star destroyer and then like as a backup like oh crap they they destroyed it like shoot it to the antenna down there it'll be fine sure as a backup i don't know why they started with the antenna on the ground who knows it is feasible 
to launch sure. a ground attack with horses. Uh, sure. They're in an atmosphere of a planet. They're not in space. Right. But it sure feels like space, and it sure looked awkward as hell to have a bunch of people yeah. on horseback jumping onto the, the tops of Star Destroyers. <laughs> Like, yeah, so they jump on top of the Star Destroyer, um, and they um, they attack this nav beacon, again, on foot, for no reason whatsoever. It makes no sense at all. Um, so that happens, <laughs> well, and Well, it was so that they couldn't be jammed. They're, they're, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, the fact that the actual nav beacon itself cannot be hit by, like, uh, a, a laser yes. uh, just doesn't make any sense. So they disable... Look, the, I love, I love, I hate the shot, but I love how cheesy it is. Watch, watch her smile, explosion behind her. Look, there she is. She's loving that. Mm-hmm. There it is. Boom. All right. Oh, so bad. Okay. They could have, so, my thing is, yeah. uh, why didn't they just open up the doors and start running? Just get closer, land a little bit closer and just start running. They don't need to, that would have looked so much cooler, so much more badass. Like, hey, we have yeah. nothing else. We're just jumping out, and we're just going to storm this place on foot. That would have been cool. How a single turbo laser wouldn't have blasted that. How the horses uh, were really that useful. Like, I don't know. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, totally vulnerable uh, nav beacon on top of a Star Destroyer. Seems like it should be easily picked off by one Starfighter. Uh, problem solved. Anyway, we're going to move on from that and we're going to go into the control or the uh the sith um throne room throne here room. Right. where you get one of my favorite shots of the movie which is the uh the emperor being kind of like moved in via this giant hanging machine uh very cool like a Agreed. finger or i thought something. it was awesome how they his life support system was essentially this robotic arm it's cool mm-hmm um oh man Here he he says that her the whole point of her being there is to kill him and take the throne and there's going to be this ritual where she's going to is. do it is that your shot that's a great shot yeah. yeah cool shot beautiful very uh, spider-like and, throne yeah very cool very old school sith stuff um a lot of the imagery and uh it, it speaks to uh, episode three i think um Oh, He's definitely going for what I feel like was a, a callback to the old uh, prequel trilogy. Um, and here we have it. She's presented with the choice to uh, kill the Emperor and have his life force become a part of her, and he would live on through her, I guess, as a uh, as the Sith yeah. God. Here's where we first see all the uh, the followers, who I believe are just the people that live on the planet. I think it's I think it's equally cool if they're just like evil um like sort of souls or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole planet though. Somebody's got to live there. Somebody's got to build That's these true. star destroyers. Like I think these are them. And Fair enough. uh Okay, a lot of monologuing, a lot of yeah, I'm skipping around. There's a battle, whatever. They keep going. They destroy the nav beacon or disable the nav beacon. And then we have this final fight with uh, Ray and I thought it was cool. Awesome. She decides, you know what? I'm going to kill you and it's going to be out of love basically and goodness. Or wait, no, she decides to help Kylo by sending, teleporting her lightsaber to him. I guess she could sense that he was in dire straits with his, uh, his Knights of Ren beating him up and he was, he was defenseless. He didn't think to grab a gun. And she has another lightsaber. She does. She has Leia's lightsaber. 
And then he realizes what she's done. She's helping Ren. She's clearly good. She wants to be a Jedi. He's got a lightsaber back, and he kills all of the Knights of Ren in one second. Um, And uh, he definitely does get kind of messed messed up, but he he makes it out alive. Here's why I'm so confused. I guess, was she then saying she's going to let the Emperor live? Like, why does he even bother attacking her? Why doesn't he send people in to attack her and then let her kill him? That's what he wants. Like, is, it seems to be, truly, that she, she has to kill him from a place of hate to become yeah. a Dark Lord. And if she can find a way to still kill him, but tell herself or tell everybody that it was actually from a place of goodness, then it's fine? Is that what's occurring yeah. here? It's I a guess. little confusing. Like, why even bother trying to take her out? Or Like, this is weird. I don't know. I guess he doesn't want her to go on living, spreading goodness in the world. But yeah, I mean, if he's been defeated in that way, he might as well just kill I her. Guess, is he unkillable? Like, if she kills him, I, it's just weird. There's so many strange... They both... Okay, now they're both in the room together. Ren has joined up with Rey. They look at the Emperor, and they're like, we're going to kill you. And that's my point. Well, isn't that exactly what he wants to happen? <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. Why does he, he just let him? I don't know. I that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. But then he discovers that they're a dyad in the force somehow, and, and then he takes it, all their power. And apparently, that twist is enough to bring him back to full force. And why he didn't just suck the life force out of her, I don't know. I guess he thought there wouldn't be enough. But now that there's two people forming this dyad, he can reheal. That must be it. Yeah, so that's what we're learning mm-hmm. here in this information. I didn't catch this. So he like yeah. sucks some life out of them for a second and realizes his hands are healed. That yep. I didn't realize. Okay. And then he sucks all the rest of their life force, almost all the rest of their life force out, and becomes like back to um, old Emperor yeah. Palpatine Why he didn't status. go for like another seven seconds and f- kill them completely, I will never know. But. Well, it just, it just speaks to the fact that, that the Emperor was just, a dumb bad guy to begin with but anyway we can get back to, we can get to that in a second as well um so they get their life force sucked out of them etc cetera, etc cetera. he has that classic return of the jedi is cool. crazy look in his eyes he's back in action he is a fully healed he's removed from the robotic arm and okay uh, x and in the battle is not going well uh above them all the x-wings are are dying nobody's uh, coming to help Lando was sent on a mission to rally the troops from all over the galaxy with the Millennium Falcon. Right. And comes back with what appears to be every single ship in the galaxy. (laughs) Yes. It's absurd. And uh, he shows up um, the last second. Um, I'll fast forward here. Yeah, and blah, 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 awesome blah. shot. I thought it was really cool when they uh, unveiled every ship in the galaxy. Oh, sure. come on, come on. I thought it was a really cool shot. Uh, just is. seeing the saturated, like they actually maybe have a chance now because they're like little bugs. Mm-hmm. So they all start <laughs> attacking. I can tell you're loving this. Go Fast forwarding off. some, the battle ensues. Uh, Emperor... Gets rid of Ren. He shoots him down a shaft, thinking, this is what you did to me, or what his father did to him. Uh, I'm going to do the same. 
Ren wakes, uh, Ray wakes up, decides to find the strength to stop the Emperor from killing all her friends. And she uses the power of two light, not one, but two lightsabers to reverse um, his uh, his lightning. lightning attack, and he disintegrates in a ball of I thought ball it, was, it was cool how it, it gave me some, some better perspective. I felt like I'd never realized personally of how powerful a lightsaber is. I never really sure. appreciated that until this moment. Yeah. Yeah, lightsaber is... Uh, pretty powerful i mean i don't know why he couldn't have just like gotten one of her feet or something like that <laughs> don't ask questions and uh, we get this awesome which i thought was a little extreme for what a pg-13 here they pretty brutal it was death. like a goonies meltdown you know in the goonies the scene where the skeleton yeah. wait no i'm thinking of uh not raiders i'm thinking of indiana jones the Temple oh, of Doom. Yeah. No, um, not Temple of Doom. No, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the, the guy the ages opens. like 100 years in a second. And, oh, I love oh, that. creeped me no. out so bad as a kid. Yeah, Cru- Crusader. Uh, Last Crusade. Uh, Last Crusade, yes. Sean Connery. Yeah, so good. Yeah. This really felt like that to me, and I loved Definitely. it. And it was just so gory. It's like, oh, cool shot. This whole thing was really neat. The The throne yeah. is disintegrated. All the followers of Sith are killed, basically. Yeah, they're all they all disintegrate. They all die in an evil explosion of fire. Uh, and then um, they use turbo lasers to destroy the, um, the main beacon ships, and nobody can take the off. Ships. They're all supposedly forever stranded on Exegol, never to leave. I mm-hmm. thought this was a really neat shot. That final general that you liked, yeah. uh, and all of us remember his name, he stares out the window, and then... And then, kabam! Blast, just shoots It reminds out. me of um, the shot in The Last Jedi where the Dreadnought um, captain, yes, uh, yes. Uh, gener- uh, uh, Admiral, stands on the bridge, and he just kind of looks in sort of, like, proud, like, disapproval of his, like, ship exploding, and it's one of my favorite shots in, in all of The Last Jedi. Um, just that, that guy in general, he's like, fire the base! I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. And then we jump to a scene a lot of people hated. I didn't have a problem with it. A lot of people hated the back-and-forth kiss. So Ren has pulled himself up. She has killed the Emperor and everything. It has cost her her life force, Yep, she dies. Ren crawls out. Um, Having realized that she had the ability to heal, he then heals her entire body. Yeah. he. I guess he kind of just gives her the power of life uh, at the expense of his own. Yeah. Is kind of how I'm thinking about it. He gives her his entire life force, yeah. And now we've seen that happen like a hundred times in this movie at this point. We've got Leia does it, uh, sort of. Um, That's true. Like, Ray sort of does it. I mean, it's... I mean, you know, the force and people's abilities sure. and depth of understanding must evolve. Like, new abilities sure. are discovered, and, and it's fine. And, and I think the final Star Wars... I have a problem with. Me either, either and so. I think the final Star Wars should be where the limits of the use of the force, capabilities of it, are sort of displayed. I think yeah. it's cool. It's just... Sure. And, and I love this shot, sort of, where he actually smiles. The first time and only mm-hmm. time you see, obviously, Ren smile, or Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Kylo and, Ren is uh, his name when he's evil, right? Just yeah. To, okay. Kylo Ren, yeah. Ben Solo. Oh, sorry, Ben Solo. Yeah, Ben Solo. And I love this. Cool. I liked the kiss. I felt like they, they made sense that they were kind of into sure. each other. 
I never. I don't know. Everybody keeps saying that, but I don't really. I still don't really see the romantic tension uh, building. I, th- I thought of them more as sort of siblings, almost. Yeah. Um, sort of a, a Luke and Leia. I don't kind know, of. man. I was always more of like a Han Solo, Leia vibe. With that's them. fine. To be honest with you, the kiss here, even though I I have an issue with it, is like the least of my problems with this movie. Fair enough. Here's a smile. The only time you see him. That's Ben. Yep. Ben is and back. He just dies. And then this, the, the most awkward thing. Yeah. I hate this just, next shot that's coming up. The the wide shot. That. That's just horrible. That's just bad <laughs> yeah, acting. Yeah, where she sort of leans in as yeah. he's falling over. It's, it's weird. It's kind of theatrical exactly, or something. But it doesn't but fit. It's, it's weird. It's a weird shot. Yeah, theatrical. And the fact that he dies at all is dumb, in my opinion. Oh, really? I think he should have should have gone on to live. I think again. I think that his mom, Leia, was her life force was sustaining him, and Mm. it was too much to bring somebody else back. And and that's why you see then Leia's body completely flow flow away, and that's why you see his body flow away because Leia was part of him. Being alive. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I can I can vibe with that. I can vibe with that. Okay. Cool. Because that's the only thing that I could think. That makes sense. We I see like Maz that, uh, sending her off. Yet another underutilized character. Ah. Yep. And then the rest of the movie is just pure, unadulterated fan service. We've got we've got <laughs> uh, the lesbian kiss. We've got uh, we've got uh, Chewie getting the uh the award which is like a major so internet thing i yeah explain to me i was totally it's unaware of this thing. was this from all the way back at a new hope at the end did he yes. not get an award and everybody else did nope it's just luke and han that got the award what the heck chewy never got the award everybody's like where's chewy's award well unfortunately chewy didn't get an award so do we know why um Leia. So what I realized in this movie is that he actually receives an award, the award that like Leia was holding on to when she like oh. passes out and dies. Cool. Um, so I just so he like still didn't really get it. It's more like a hey, here's her medal. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, but yeah, I I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe that he's just he's just like throwing out any pretense of like like movie making and just just giving just handing things out to the fans like candy here you go um fascinating we got bespin we got endor um we got ships falling down yeah that was uh that was what's his name's place yeah lando's place oh okay sorry i'm not good with names and we've got Endor. i love we got a couple ewoks some of my favorites so cute we've got why why are the why are the Star Destroyer is exploding. I, I don't get it. We got the Are beautiful they shot where, uh, from Force Awakens, uh, the desert yeah. shot with the fallen star. Anywho, movie wraps up. Everybody is in love and kissing and reunited and happy. And, and I mean, that's it. We got that's this it. awkward scene with uh, Lando and this other ex-Stormtrooper character, potential spinoff. I love the embrace of the final three. We got yeah. Poe. We got Finn. We got... Ray, Ray, all in one hug and embrace. They're great it's friends. Cute. Love, love it. Cute. Um, um, it's, and, I love uh, that they show these these men crying. Like, thank you. That's great. Good, yeah. good, good. And here we are. She's back. She's on Tatooine. She's at Luke's uh, place. 
it's totally i love this when she like slides down sort of yeah back like also she's, she's a kid again uh similar shot to uh force awakens when she slides down the huge ridge sand ridge yep. get a nice she, little uh, raise theme in there she buries the lightsabers never to be needed again and uh that's it now she calls herself a skywalker, she calls herself a skywalker. and what Credits. is the deal with the gold saber is that her did she make that so they, gold saber? she buries these two and then she keeps oh. a gold one that i don't I guess remember that's, ever that's seeing hers before. maybe that she maybe she made one that's what i'm wondering have we ever seen a gold lightsaber before i don't think so it has yellow yeah it's got a, like a yellow, yellow yeah. um blade and i think that's just maybe she just made her own because um, so, if she's a real Jedi, then she has to make her own lightsaber. Yeah, I, n- I never really followed much about lightsaber lore. But if you achieve a certain status as a Jedi and you make a new lightsaber after that, is that lightsaber like sort of uh, a representation of that power and capability? Awesome lightsaber. That thumb wheel, cool. so cool. Thumb wheel's cool. So do you think that lightsaber is now more powerful than the others because she has achieved no. this? No, it's just a cool gold No, no, one. no, it's just a lightsaber. Like all lightsabers are essentially equal. Okay. Um, but, uh, you have to make, as part of your Jedi training, like as you're training to be a Jedi, you make your own. So she's a true Jedi. Now she's made her own. That was the last and final step. And I guess now she's just going to farm moisture and live in peace. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, tell me what, uh, what do we see? Sorry. She looks off into the distance and 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 Leia. it is Luke and Leia. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't quite make out who the other person was. I could see Luke. Let's see if we can see it Beautiful in this cami. Beautiful pastel colors. Man, this... like, there she is. That is Leia. Yeah, it's Leia. Young Leia. CG face Leia. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, they could have used old Leia. Oh, you said he didn't want to. Is that a respect thing? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't, uh, what's the name of this yeah. ball droid? BB-8. It's Poe's. It's not her droid. Yeah. It's Poe's droid. What's she doing with it? I mean, I guess he just let her have it. BB-8 was with her most of the the time. Is she going mean, to go back to the Rebel Alliance and hang out with Poe and everybody? Maybe who knows? We don't know. Maybe she was just dropping off the. Uh, maybe she was just dropping off the lightsabers and the dirt, and then was going to head out. That's it. We just, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if we're one of the only podcasts ever to exist yet that have play paused their way through the entire film, being that. Most people, I bet you we are the first. <laughs> most people never bother with cams, but uh, so what? What are your uh, overall feelings on the movie? I loved it, and I don't think too hard about Star Wars in the way that other people do. Or if I do, I'm easily convinced of a, an alternate opinion. Sitting there again, I hadn't refreshed my memory. I had just walked in with, you know, a couple mm-hmm. years old since a couple years since I'd watched the Last Jedi. I I sat there. I loved it as a as a movie uh second viewing i loved it even more i, I was just having so much fun i really was cool like there you can poke holes and everything i was just sitting there enjoying it it made sense to me on the on the on the face of it surface level having gone through it now i'm a little less happy with it <laughs> uh okay. like going with a fine tooth comb the way we did and uh and poking all the all the holes truly it, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense but i Sure. I liked it. It feels like the right conclusion for me and the Star okay. Wars universe. What do you think? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I'm. A, I'm. I'm. I definitely have a differing opinion. Um, you did I, like it more the second time around. I don't know if we said that, but so just to, yeah, 
So I did like it more the second time around um, in that I found less to nitpick about, actually. Um, the the things that, that were small things that you could poke a hole in, I kind of found myself just sort of sort of washing over um, other than the light speed skipping, which, again, is just dumb. Um, it, a lot of the Why? things that I had... I had issues with um, the speed of the film, the sort of pacing of the overall movie is not all that great, uh, but I noticed it less on the second time viewing because I because I knew what was happening. Um, I felt like the the movie was a little a little bit slower and made a little bit more sense um, from its own thematic perspective. However, I have three problems with this movie, and I and I I've I've boiled it down to just three um and i just want to go through them very quickly sure number one um i have a a a very very strong principled uh reaction to retconning so much from the last jedi um clearly but there was so much uproar about the last jedi from the internet did he not do that to Abrams, no. like the Last Jedi, was basically throwing everything about the Force Awakens out the out the window. No, I mean he. I disagree. Okay. I think it was twisting it. Um, I think it was. I think it was. Um, it was throwing a wrench in the system right. in a way that Rian Johnson was asked to do. Basically, um, they wanted somebody to like establish this this the new trilogy and then somebody to shake it up a little bit. Clearly, I guess he may have shaken it up too much and the angry bees uh took to words, the internet do we know the numbers is this a money a money thing did the last jedi do far far worse i'm gonna i'm gonna get a list of i don't think up. it was about money per se i think it was about res- critical reception uh and the fact that there were so the amount of people that took to the internet being upset at rose being upset at luke being upset at holdo being upset at yeah. pretty much everything about this movie. The fact that Poe was some like not macho guy in this, in the last Jedi. So, um, okay. I have they, the, they got the top 10 list, not top nine. Sorry. Star Wars movies ranked by how much money they made in the box office. Ready? Let's see. Starting it. at number nine, attack of the clones. Four hundred okay, yes, four seventy seven. One of the worst movies yes. ever made. Go ahead. Uh, eight revenge of the Sith. 530 million hmm. rogue one, 540 million. Terrible. The Last Jedi, five hundred ninety-six million. Phantom Menace, eight hundred ninety-six. Phantom Menace got eight hundred six million. Return of the Jedi, eight hundred forty. Empire Strikes Back, number three, with eight seventy-seven. Force Awakens, nine hundred sixty-five. Number two, A New Hope, one point six billion. So, wow. So from a Force Awakens to, if you want to compare it to the Last Jedi, it's not quite half, but it didn't really do well it did as well as just a little bit better than rogue one and this is supposed to be like a marquee star wars picture i think i think it wouldn't shock me at all if oh movie is still playing in theaters the last jedi that's crazy wouldn't shock me at all if uh money was part of it like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. abram's got almost a billion dollars like we're going back to him (laughs) we'd like to double our money please Yes, that that certainly is is an issue. Um, but the 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 fan reaction was like was crazy to the Last Jedi, uh, and they 
and I'm assuming JJ Abrams slash the studio did not want, uh, that kind of uproar again and i'm assuming also wanted that that extra that extra 500k um or sorry 500 mil um i also this is surprising to me that a new hope got 1.6 billion and that is leagues ahead of the next most profitable i mean force awakens number two made 900 domestic i don't know it's just uh must be domestic it's also well, it's adjusted for inflation as well. I yeah. don't know about domestic blah blah blah. Nine hundred sixty-five million. Um, you look at, yeah, I mean those top three, man. The the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. That's number three and number four. So they made so much more money off the original trilogy than they did even come close with the the new ones. That's surprising mm-hmm. to me. It seems like the, the machine that exists in, in marketing and advertising and technology and CG would have drawn more money than what we're seeing here in these numbers. But whatever. I, I don't know enough about like stats on film box office rates to have much of a opinion. But, man. I don't know. But the the fact remains that doing an about face on the themes and the subjects of the Last Jedi uh, is bad filmmaking. Okay. It's not. Right. It's not. Uh, that that's my that's that's my main point is that you can't take a theme like it's time for the Jedi to end, and then change that to you are now the Jedi. The Jedi live in you now. Go be uh, a Jedi. Um, that's not. Okay. what ryan johnson ryan johnson was was going for he was he was trying to open up the force to be something that was not exclusive to the jedi uh something much more much more open something much more interesting uh and in this movie nope it's actually just about the jedi if you don't have if you're not in the right family you don't really have the force as much as like somebody who is um Oh man. Yeah. That's it's, it's unfortunate because like you, like I, I just, I don't understand taking themes, developing themes throughout, throughout a trilogy, uh, and then just turning them around and going backwards in such a way that the central movie is essentially eliminated. I think they had no plan. I think Abrams did what he does best and set up, this amazing yes. sort of mystery box of ideas. Yep. Great characters, and then mystery box he, of ideas. He had no plan, no intention of doing any other ones and laid yeah, the ground. Yeah, he didn't want to yeah, direct and, and anymore. I, it seemed like. And, and like, he said he didn't. And, and I, I have a feeling he had to be, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he had to be convinced to take back I'm the I'm sure rents. there was a check and, in there and that and helped. He, yeah, and I bet you he was just like, well, I don't know, let's just pick up where I left off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Abrams yeah. is is sort of bad at concluding his own ideas. I mean, Lost. Yeah. If you ever watched that show, had a pretty unsatisfying conclusion to all the mystery box stuff. That's what that I've he, heard. He laid out. Uh, it was really. I never watched the final uh, episode, and from what I hear, much like I never watched Game of Thrones, uh, it was it was poorly done. Didn't answer hardly any of the questions people actually cared about. You didn't finish and, Game uh, of Thrones? No, I haven't watched the final. Uh, couple episodes and from what i hear i'm not missing out i, God, I prefer for it to live on in my imagination as dude this, you're fine yeah, yeah don't just <laughs> so, don't watch them yeah. yes that's my, that's my point. uh okay second thing because i've got to go pretty soon okay second thing is um palpatine is a bad guy is lazy makes no sense at all um uh, i think that he in the context of the story they do a good job with him 
But I think the very fact that does it make he's no sense in this because movie, he's able to survive being thrown down a nuclear like reactor of some kind, or is there another reason I'm not picking for for that reason as well as uh, the fact that bringing him back it really does a, a disservice to the original trilogy. It's not it's not a hearkening back to it's not like an homage that's to the fair. original trilogy. You'll never if you rewatch. That's a good point. Rewatch Return of the Jedi. Him being thrown down the shaft is no longer like a. Nope. They did it. It's more like a. It's more like, oh, well, guess what? He's going to be back. And and, uh, the fact that Kylo Ren was not like the main bad guy in this movie... Uh, is weird to me. I feel like it, that's, he should have just been the bad guy. Um, but either way, um, regardless of what it could have been, I think that uh, Palpatine being the bad guy, it it just it takes the weight out of the main characters uh, in a way that like they were they just like throw this bad guy in there without any explanation at all. Um, that he's like been pulling the strings the whole time. It's like, well, we don't buy that because he hasn't been. <laughs> you just he, like we yeah. know that that was like shoehorned in into this movie. And Vader's sacrifice, um, you know, makes it, it, it is is significantly reduced. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it kind of does a disservice both to this trilogy and the last trilogy because you're building up all these great characters. Heck, Hux could have been the bad guy um, sure. in this uh, in this movie, but we get this weird throwback to uh, to uh, uh, to to Palpatine, and then the last thing that I that I have a major problem with is uh, it kind of a little bit more personal, but it's I love space battles. I think that they are so cool. I'm I'm a huge fan of like the epic, desperate last battle in any of these like sort of '80s movies, like Conan the Barbarian, like um, uh, Return of the Jedi, obviously. Um, and this one was such a lame battle, and <laughs> it was pretty lame. It was it, it was <sighs> it had some cool shots in it, um, but it, it didn't have a narrative to it that, uh, for instance, Return of the Jedi did. Where like, okay, we have to do this and we have to do that. This one. It was like, we have to land this, again, for no reason, we have to go disable this uh, nav beacon. And uh, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't have been easily taken out by a starfighter attack. Maybe just say, hey, we need to do an attack run on this uh, nav beacon and just be done with it. And uh, yep. Yep. It was, and that was lame. So those are my my three main issues, and that kind of derail the movie on a principle standpoint. But I can watch the movie, and and it sort of makes sense in its own right. But it's it's I just I'm upset by it overall <laughs> because it's a shame we okay. didn't get a film that kind of had a Force Awakens success yeah. rate, where it was good enough for everybody that people were happy. The prequels were buried, done with. And there could be a good Star Wars movie that existed that didn't ruin it for people's childhood. It's a, it's a shame. I feel like we got close to that, but it didn't. For some people, it was close enough for me and for many others. But for others, mm-hmm. it's a shame that it, it didn't do that for you. It sucks. Yeah. But. So, yeah. Uh, so, sure, anyway. Sure, that's... they'll make more of them. Sure, we'll get to we'll see. Keep, keep doing these podcasts just, for eternity. I just don't know <laughs> if I can right, handle it, it up emotionally. There. No more of this dilly-dallying. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Later on. Bye.